Hi, I'm Maria Theohara Solvello Sos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. In March this year, I saw a presentation about a program called Sewing Machine Magic. Now, this program is run in Uganda by an organization called Love Binti. On today's Sober 50 podcast, our guest is El Yang and Suzanne Okai of Love Binti. El, thank you for responding to my email when I saw your sewing machine presentation at CSW 66. Thank you so much for inviting us. When I had a look at the program, I did a search for sewing and your presentation was the one that I found. So I'm really glad that I got to see the whole program and hopefully you, Elle and Suzanne can talk us through what it's all about. Yeah, that would be wonderful to share with people who is here with the podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's wonderful to be here today. Susan, where are you meeting with us today from? In Kampala, in Uganda. And when we originally said hello, you were about to tell us the story of your surname. Would you like to just tell our listeners about it? Yes, sure. (laughs) So my surname is Okai, which technically means okay. When my grandmother was giving birth to my father, she was illiterate. And she was helped to deliver the baby boy by a white doctor. So he kept telling her, it's okay, you push. It's okay, it's all right. So when my grandmother finally had the baby, she named him okay, all right. It's a great story. Yes. (laughs) It's very amazing. It is. And Elle, where are you talking to us from today? Oh, I am currently in Taiwan. So yes, I'm back in my hometown. Elle, can you tell us how the Sewing Machine Magic program was developed? Okay. Everything that we call magical now, it's always begin with a very, very small, I would say, opportunity and stories. So uh, around 2015, that was about seven years ago, that was my first time visiting East Africa country, Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. So I was there because I was just freshly graduating my university. So I have some time to explore the world. And that is a place I had opportunity to visit. And while I was visiting there, I get to know people at the grounds, school, the students, they are lovely. So there is afternoon, we're just talking under, we call it mango tree, because there are so many beautifully mango tree everywhere in Uganda. So sometimes it's really cool while we're sitting there, then people start to have conversations. So a couple of girls come to me and start to chat. And at the beginning, they are very shy. So, but after a couple of talks, yes, you kind of like want to share everything with this new friends that they make. So they're very welcome and start to talk about how their dreams, their little girls around 10 years old, they want to be a teacher, they want to be a doctor or nurses that is around them that they see impact on people's lives. So that's their dreams. And I was very happy because at the beginning, I thought people 
from Uganda, possibly because I've never been there. So I'm guessing maybe they have different dreams than kids back home here in Taiwan. But little did I know they have the same dream. They want to be a teacher. They want to help people like a doctor. So I was very happy. But until one girl who is a bit older, around 15, 14, you can visibly see it's a teenager. And she started to share something that I never heard before. And it was shocking at the beginning and was heartbroken for me because I'm also a, a lady myself. So when she talked about she stopped to go to school because menstruations and at the beginning I couldn't understand what's the linkage between menstruation and school because that never happened to me because it's always easy for me to deal with it my parents my teachers they taught us what is it before it had happened so for the girls that she's sharing talk about that she doesn't have enough money to buy the sanitary pads that they have to stay home so that they miss a lot of school out of the whole year of the school time. I thought that was just one person's story. Then little did I know when I talked to the principal, when I visit the next villages, next neighbor, they all have the same issues. And that was a very well-known issue. Even at the time, I know in Uganda, one of the political figures mentioned that they're going to support some schools with free sanitary pads. And that was when I it hit me it's like, wow, it's a big thing. And of course, more and more years devoted in this issues, we notice around the world, there's so many girls are also suffering in the same situations. So with that little story that I heard from Mango Tree, we get to have a group of people gathering. And that's why you meet Susan here today, that she's also part of the partner that we met along the way that also have a big heart for women and girls. So at the beginning, we teach girls how to sew the pants. And later we found out if they can improve their sewing skills, they can earn a living by themselves. So that's when we have the real magic sewing machine loans that begins this project. So how we do is we realize buying a new sewing machine, it's a very big burden for local mamas. So they cannot have enough money to purchase one. So sometimes we will hear that people ask them, okay, you can save little by little, then then you can purchase one at the end. But saving actually for the people at the ground, it's very difficult. Yeah. Because due to their situations, they possibly will save up a little amount, but maybe the school started or something else started, then he need to use that money for something else that comes up suddenly. So for what we did is we have people sponsor our sewing machines so we are able to loan to the mamas small amounts every month that they can pay us back a small amount that they can afford. And at the end of the payments, they are able to keep that sewing machine for themselves. So that's the magic we are doing. With a lot of people that is really generous that we are able to receive some of the sewing machines given by one of the international NGOs called Zonta International. So they supported us in this magic program that we are able to provide women at the ground of the sewing machines. So we're really thankful. And I think through our social media platform, more and more people are seeing this project are really uh, transform women's lives at the ground. So they are also a part of this program. Yes. It's good that you could get that start. 
right from the yes. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So after hearing the story from the mango tree, we noticed that sewing is a very important skill. That's also when we start to think about how to deepen our program into the communities by really empowering them. So we start to have a better designed trainings. That's why we have four training centers now at the ground running, which is directly executed by Susan. And I think this part that she can start to talk about what we do in that sewing training centers so that it leads to our magic because we notice that people are lacking some support after this special trainings. So Susan, can you talk about how is our training center works? Thank you, Elle and Maria, for this great opportunity to talk about what we are doing down in the grassroots. So Practically Love Binti runs a training center in different places. And uh, the training center comprises of four major skills that are being given out to the women. One of the skills is the tailoring skill, where we teach the women, number one, how to sew reusable sanitary pads, number two, how to sew clothes, how to make materials, different things, be creative, be creative and uh, utilize the sewing skill to earn a living. And that connects us to the business or entrepreneurship classes, which we also have. So as we teach these women how to sew, we also teach them the basics of business. Basically, what we do, we bring down all the big business words and narrow them down to the most logical and most local way that these women can understand. Because most of them, 90% of the women in our training centers are illiterate. Some have got some basic primary education. Mm -hmm. Some have not gone to school at all. So bringing the basic, the big words of business, like a business plan could be very heavy for them. So our trainers try to narrow it down to the most practical bits. We teach them how to sell, the importance of saving. Mm -hmm. We teach them the basics of bookkeeping. One of the reasons why most of the small businesses in Uganda have not been working is because they are being run by women who never went to school. All they want is to make a little, a dollar a day also to benefit their children so that they can have food to eat at home. So when we train them, we also teach them about how to do bookkeeping. How do you manage that small business and make it more sustainable? And in addition to the business classes, we also teach them health. We take them through the analogy of the reproductive system so that they get to understand their reproductive system much more better. We teach them about pregnancy because there are so many myths and beliefs in our cultures about pregnancy. We teach them about family planning because you can find a 30-year-old who already has five children. <laughs> it's a very common scenario. So we take them through all these trainings, health to improve their own health, so they to create awareness about their body, to know the do's and don'ts on the reproductive health. We teach them business and the magic of sewing. So basically it's those three classes that we hold in our training centers. And in addition to that, 
our teachers keep giving them drips of life skills. Yes, the importance of communication, for example, self-esteem, we let them know that they are of value. Most people in the slums, almost of the women, have grown up with a lot of inferiority complex. They think they cannot do anything of value in life. They think they are of much less value in life. So in our training centers, we tell these women that they are queens, that they are a blessing. We tell them that they are the light that shines out hope to their children. So if they live positively, then they will raise children who have a positive mindset. So in addition to all this, we also give them to talk to them about life skills to help improve and boost their self-esteem. Basically, it's the things that we do at our training centers. And at the end of it all, after three months of training with these women, we graduate them. Now, the graduation is another very important aspect of the training. Usually, when people see people graduating from the university, they feel a lot of inferiority complex. Those are the educated people. For us, we are not. But when they get this opportunity to put on a graduation gown, I'm sure, Maria, you saw in one of our pictures or in, in the previous presentation when I talked about the graduation gown. Mm. This gown gives them a lot of hope. It kind of builds them and motivates them. Actually, most of the homes of our previous students have a picture of them with their graduation gown at the Love Binti venues. Because for us here in Uganda, when you put your picture in your house of you graduated, whoever comes in feels like, oh yes, this is a person of value. So that is an addition, that is a bonus to our trainings. And when these women have these pictures on their walls, when they have pictures of them dressed in these graduation gowns, they feel a lot of power, authority, and it's a great opportunity for them to thrive. It's very clear from the description of what happens at the training center. It's not just teaching women and girls how to sew, but you're teaching them how to run a business, how to be confident how to be able to read documents, et cetera, that they may have missed out on through school. It is definitely something we emphasize because uh, we notice if you have skills, but if you don't have that self-worth in you, you still doesn't seem that you can do much. But with those graduation, especially at the beginning, actually this is the, the talk me and Susan was having. I don't quite understand why do we need to have graduations because uh, for me I was thinking maybe we can just give out a certificate at the end of the class because that's what I've been that's my growing up experiences um, but Susan mentioned that it will do some magic and you believe me and which of course we have our first graduations and I see how women at the beginning they're entering the class they were shy they're timid and at the graduation, they are dressing on the dress, the dress, their dresses that they made and walking, have a cat walk show. And they are pride on their faces. They are so proud. And with that in their heart, we know no matter what happens, if they're continuously in the sewing business in the future or they're doing something else, they know they can do it. Yes. So that's why it's important 
we know that self-worth that we put in our trainings are so much important. And of course, if we're talking practically, after graduation, they need some capital to start up their sewing shops or something. And that's when we have come up with the sewing machine magic because we figure with the scenarios at the ground, we mentioned before saving up monies that will take some while and we can support women by what we can do that they can start to produce, they can start to make money so that they can return to buy their own machine. So we provide the conveniences for the lady at the ground. Suzanne, did you go through the training center? No, I did not go through the training center. However, I manage the training centers. Do you get a lot of satisfaction of managing a training center? I get a lot of satisfaction when I see smiles on women's faces. I get a lot of satisfaction when I do a follow-up on a woman uh, a few months or a year after the training and they are doing great and I see visible change transition and transformation in their way of life. I see that they are leading a more sustainable life. That gives me as an individual a lot of satisfaction. It's really good to hear. It's good that it's you're on the ground, you're part of the community, and A, you're contributing to the community and you see the positive effects on everybody. Yes. Elle and Suzanne, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast to tell us the background of what Sewing Machine Magic is because I know people are going to want to know more about Love Binti and we'll do that in the next podcast. That sounds very good. Thank you so much for inviting us again and that's us to have time to share with people so that they know more about this magical project. Thank you so much, Maria for this wonderful opportunity to talk to the world about the magic through sewing. Most people think sewing is very outdated and old fashioned, but we see the magic that is in this transforming and changing lives of women here in Africa. Thank you. And people can find more details about Love Binti by going to lovebinti.org and also their social media platform, which is at lovebinti.org. I-N-T-L. So thank you again and have a lovely day, listeners. Listeners, remember to direct message over 50 on Instagram to be a volunteer guest editor. This episode for over 50 podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Elle Yang and Suzanne Okai, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Set of the 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>